final message in a series of four titled What Matters Most. Uh, the goal of these messages, as I've said every week, um, is to get you to develop some discipline, some habits uh, that will deepen or renew your relationship with the Lord. It has nothing to do about your relationship to me, this church, but your relationship with the Lord. And the first sermon was on reading your Bible, and I hope everybody in this room is convicted about the need of reading your Bible daily uh, or, or a daily devotion. And by the way, uh, we did get our allotment of our daily breads, and they are out there now for the, for the new quarter that will be starting. Um, and if we need more, we, we can get them. Somehow during the last couple years, the, we, we got out of that shuffle, and so they, they did get us. I had to make a phone call uh, to the Dehans to, to make sure we could get those, and, and they're back on track. So, but the first one was on reading your Bible. The next one was on prayer, and we'll talk more about prayer this morning. Last week was on worship which we all know is a, is a needed part in our lives. And today's is what matters most is community. Community. Uh, I've delivered these messages, what I believe to be in priority. You ought to read your Bible before you do anything else. You, you, you ought to pray second. You need to worship, which your life is worship in all that you do daily. Uh, you're, you're the only Bible some people read and what are they reading about you by what you support, what you do the way you act um, the, you know, the things you say what your Facebook page looks like that's all part of your worship because your life is a testimony to folks in the community and uh, so prioritize them in this manner and we speak about community though this morning and and we talk about it you know you, you know what church lingo is or church you know we talk about stuff that some people in the community don't understand what we're talking about uh, they're they're not a part of a church and so when we speak about community it, it in different ways it can be church attendance it can be small groups which, you know, that meet in the homes or, or, or meet at church. I like to call them life groups because it's people that we do life with. And it can be fellowship. And when we talk about fellowship, every church person thinks of what? Food. <laughs> you know, they don't understand when we talk about fellowship, it's food. You know, uh, but, but we think of food. And to be honest with you, the better connected you are to a church or the community of your church, the more you will uh, experience and appreciate everything that the local church has to offer. And, and more places, as Kelly said, to be involved and to be a part of what that church is doing in a community. It's more than let's you know, than us just marrying your kids and burying your dead and you coming here on Sunday morning. It's a whole lot more than that. Or you having a place to where you can get your family together for a shower or a wedding. Community and church is more than those things. And when I say what does the church have to offer, 
which my response would be, and the two most important ones, uh, is primarily you and your family have the benefit of learning the truth when you go to church. And if you're in a church that you doubt that you're hearing the truth, then get out. You know, get out. Don't, don't, don't stay somewhere. If you're visiting this morning, I make no apologies. You shouldn't be in a place where you're not hearing the truth. And, and I'm not trying to proselyte or steal you. I'm just telling you God doesn't expect you to stay in a place where you're not hearing the truth because truth is hard to come by. I mean, my goodness, in a day in which we live now, that's a huge benefit just knowing you're somewhere where they believe this is absolute truth. And not as I believe, but as what it teaches. And so truth is a big part of, of why you should be part of a community. And, it, and it's been proven over the last few years that you can't trust the media. It, it, you can't trust them. I mean, you've got to read the news, the left, the right, and hope that somewhere in the middle you gain the truth because these are slanted so far in either direction. You know, the media is just, they're not trustworthy anymore. Used to, when you heard the news, you was hearing truth. Now you don't know what you're hearing. And so, you know, getting the truth is, is important. Uh, you can't trust social media either, by the way. And if, and if you don't know that already, then you got a problem. Um, because, I mean, the, the free speech is, is, is no longer free speech. Um, and it's pathetic. And so truth from God's word, which is the absolute truth, is, a, is the number one benefit of being a part of, of a local church. Another huge benefit of community and being a part of your local church is your family, your loved ones, are exposed to the saving knowledge of Christ. And, and, and here's one that, that is, is so important because the sad part of it is that doesn't happen in church a lot of places anymore. I know people where they, they'll tell, we haven't, we haven't had a, someone saved in our church for years. You want to know why? Because the church is dead. You want to know why? Because the community of believers is not believe, bringing unsaved people in to hear the gospel even if they did bring them in. And the sadder part of that is is the community of believers are not speaking the gospel as by the Great Commission to their family and friends. And so no one ever gets saved. But if you're the part of a local church that is, in, that is doing their job, your family members and your friends and loved ones and co-workers are hearing and being exposed to the knowledge of the saving grace of God and Christ, which is, by the way, an enormous benefit in this life, not just hereafter. We're not about you get trusting Christ for fire insurance. That's all right. You're going to escape hell. However, it's what it means to you here now is what community really is. And so there's three other benefits that, that we will find this morning in the text, and I want to read it to you before I go on any farther and, and, and lose track of where I really want to go. Romans 1 um, verses 8 through 12. It says, First, I thank 
my God through Jesus Christ for you all, that your faith is spoken throughout the whole world. Man, I could stop and go on right there. Is your faith spoken about to your family, your friends, and your neighborhood, the people you work with? Do they know you're saved? If they don't, you need to take a look in the mirror and see what your Christian walk is. It's either amen or oh me. Uh, So he starts with that, and then he says, For God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit, in the gospel of his son. There's a, there's a little comment right there that, that we tend to forget. For God is my witness whom I serve how? With my spirit. You can't live the Christian life without the Holy Spirit of God. And if you're trying to do it on your own with a to-do list of things I'm going to do and not do and yada, 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 you're missing the, what the Bible teaches about Christian living. He says, with my spirit in the gospel of his son, that without ceasing I make mention of you always in my prayers, making request if by some means now at last I may find a way in the will of God to come to you. There's the community. For I long to see you that I may impart to you some spiritual gift so that you may be established. That is, that I may be encouraged together with you by the mutual faith, both of you and me. Paul speaks volumes in that passage of Scripture, if you pick it out of there, about community in that particular passage. He talks about entreating God for the followers, praying for them. He discusses how community establishes you in the faith. And he ends with how community builds a mutual encouragement. Folks, if you don't know it by now, life is hard. And the days of peaceful living of my childhood on the farm and and providing for your family and just doing life and enjoying life with no outside pressure is gone. It's it's no longer there. Uh, Society, occupation, finance, school, the pressures placed by peers on individual families is enormous. And so... First, he talks about entreating for each other or praying for each other. I had another funeral this week. In, in, in fact, it, it seems like I'm, I, I have one or two every week. And the loss, Linda mentioned it yesterday as we was driving back from Waverly, the loss that we are seeing of people we know is unbelievable. And I'm not talking due to old age. It's unbelievable. You go just turn, look, look, at, look at Hall's funeral home or, or Wallace's funeral home, just one, just one or two of them, and look at the average age of the people that are in the obituaries. It's not 80 and up. It's everything from 20s to 60s. I buried a good friend in his 50s a week or so ago. 
the loss that we see, the finances. Most people live from payday to payday. And one layoff or, or missing a few days' work if you're in construction because of rain puts you in financial duress. Finances, alcohol, drug abuse, single-parent homes, all the more reason, all the more reason you need to be a part of a local church community where folks are praying for you. This service, part of a small group or a life group, is if for no other reason that you attend on Wednesdays and Sundays and be involved with other folks in this church and do life with other people, if for no other reason the prayers of God's people, you need the community of this church. Whether you believe it or not, God still answers prayer. They may not always be yes is what you want to hear, or they may be not now, which is what you don't want to hear, but He's still answering your prayers and watching out for you if you're a child of God, and you need to be a part of the community that's praying for you. When we dedicate these young kids up here, these children of these parents, this church made a vow to pray for those kids. Are you doing your part? At a funeral a few weeks ago, I, 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 I had a, a parents, a, a mom and a dad, asking for prayer for their daughter who attends this church, and I'm not going to tell you who it is, a middle schooler who is being caught up in, in crazes within the school from everything from drugs and alcohol and sex, that the pressure on your kids is no longer at adult age. It's in the middle school. It's unbelievable what transpires. I'd love to have Mark just stand up and tell you for about two seconds what he sees going on in the public school system. It's unreal what our kids face every day in the school system. There's over 15 teachers in this building to have them testify what our kids experience from going hunger or, or enduring hunger to, to work. We as a church provide food on a weekly basis to kids to take home in a bag over the weekend just so they have something to eat because they've lost their parents They've been buried and grandparents, the, the pressure being put on the home of grandparents raising their children is unbelievable. It's going to come to the pressure being put on the social security system in this country is where it's headed. Pressure. Your children are facing unbelievable pressure at a younger age. Uh, these days and they need the church and you need the church family praying for them loving on them nurturing them and teaching them the truth 
Because I'm going to tell you, as you're seeing in the news, not just at the university level, they're not teaching them the truth on the local school level either. We see it throughout our country. I thank God for the people in this county that most of them I know being involved in in the building of all the the majority of the schools our company was in Lawrence County, in Scioto County, in Gallia County. I know most of the superintendents personally. They're friends of mine and a lot of the principals. You ought to thank God for the Christian people in those places that allow what to take place within our school system. Good Christian men and women that speak up for the truth. The church has got to be a place to pray for our kids and for each other. I'm not talking about condescending and legalistically attacking them. You don't understand. If, if that is your attitude, you need to get right with God. Because a caring, loving attitude gets a whole lot more than a sour, backbiting, condemning, and attacking. Your kids will respond a lot more to your love than they will to your kicking them in the seat of the pants. I'm not condoning or enabling anything, but I believe in acceptance. However, don't take acceptance as approval. Entreating God on their behalf, loving them as a church is what a community should be. The church has has far too long kicked people to the curb that are fallen, that are involved in sin. And, and, and saying, well, that sin's worse than... No, your sin's worse. Just, just draw a circle around yourself. Sin is sin. Some of it just has more repercussions and a, and a worsening effect on others. The church is a hospital for sinners. That's why I'm here. I need care. I need your prayers. It's not a museum. Most churches think their church is a museum for trophies of relics that they put up on a shelf to say, look at me. Sad. The divorced, the addict, the alcoholic, the the drunkard, the one involved in in, uh, pornography, uh, they're welcome here. They may not be comfortable, but they're welcome here. Still yet knowing we are praying for them and loving them. When we get to the place that we're proud, you better be careful. Because these six things doth the Lord hate. And the first is a proud look. If you think you are too good to socialize with anyone. These six things that the Lord hate. 
God have mercy on you. If you only knew who your pastor was, you'd understand where I'm coming from. The row of corn I'm hoeing is what my grandpa would say. You, I, may, have been, or all are now one step away from addiction. One step away from alcoholism. One step away from sexual perversion. One step away from the enemy that is on an unleashed hell on you at any moment. None of us in this room are above falling without the prayers of God's people and the love of the Holy Spirit's and guidance of someone that cares. Community is a place of prayer and support. Paul said, without ceasing, I make mention of you in my prayers always. Wow. You would not believe the good people, saved people, that have admitted across my desk from adultery to molestation to tax evasion to murder to pornography and need I go on and on and on. We're all capable of falling. You need the community of the church and the prayers of God's people. Second, Paul says that Community helps to establish each other in the faith. For I long to see you that I may impart to you some spiritual gift so that what? You may be established. (laughs) Xavier gets it on a firm foundation of truth. If you think the only reason that I push for you to be here on Sunday morning and in small groups somewhere during the week, whether it's Wednesday, Tuesday, Friday, or anywhere else, that it's just about numbers, you are correct. It is about numbers. You want to know why? Because every number has a face, and every face has a name, and every name is a person, and every person has a story, and every person's story matters to me, and it ought to matter to you, but more important, it matters to God. Billy Graham said, if three people meet, I'm going to take an attendance role. Because they matter. There's a whole book in the Bible written about numbers, and it matters. You need to be part of the community of the local church because your story matters, and so you get established in your faith and strengthened in the truth of God's Word to deal with what the enemy makes you face during the week. I don't understand how folks are making it without Jesus right now. And my number one goal is to establish disciples that will make more disciples. Our church is not a game to me. 
This is life and death every Sunday morning to someone sitting in this room that doesn't know Christ. Because if they leave this place and walk out in front of a car then and they spend the eternity in hell and I didn't present the gospel to them or they have a car wreck or die of a heart attack, it's not a game. Hell is a real place. Your attendance, your involvement is crucial not to my survival, to your survival. And it's why you need to be a part of the community and every opportunity you can at this church. If you think you know it all or you got it all together and become passive and you don't need it anymore, you're closer to a fall than what you want to believe. Take heed lest you think you fall is what the Bible says. Prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the one I love. Old song, I used to hear my grandma sing it over and over and over. If your haughty spirit thinks that you need, or the community needs you, let me tell you something. You need the community more than the community needs you. Why? To be established for stability. Let me tell you a little secret. (laughs) If I can fall, you can fall. But more important than that, if David fell, then you can fail. If Peter fell, you can fail. Community is a place of accountability. And I know firsthand What happens? I spent 20 years in the wilderness because of personal failures. I didn't lose my salvation. I knew every day that the Holy Spirit lived inside of me because He is aggravating and driving me crazy. (laughs) Did most of it through my wife. We need community to be established. Last, we need community to be encouraged. Last, community gives encouragement. I so hate, despise, I I even hate to use the word the last couple years, COVID. Why? Because I miss the hugs. I'm a hugger. I miss the tears. I miss the in-person handshakes. This thing of bumping elbows and fists, just not my thing. But I understand. Doesn't mean I like it. I miss the hi, how are you doing? The cookies in the baggie that Carrie gave me last week. Man. COVID has, COVID has stolen part of our community. The 220 people that were here regularly on Sunday morning that are still afraid to come back. The 160 or 180 that were here on Wednesday nights. The meals 
the fellowship without reservation of what's going to happen to me if I tend or do something. This place being a place of encouragement instead of survival. <laughs> That's what we've become as a church. Well, I got out of there again this week without getting it. Paul said that I may be encouraged together with you by the mutual faith, both of you and me. Folks, there is something about community that encourages us. It's like Dale West back there hollering amen. I, I miss it when he's not here. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's like Leo hollering out, come on church! Or Mark Fetters, you know, uh, uh, yeah, take that devil. It's like saying sicking to a bulldog. You encourage each other. Makes me want to charge hell with a squirt gun. If you can overcome loss, you can overcome addiction, then maybe the folks sitting beside of you says, I can too. If you can praise God in the storm, maybe I can praise God in my storm. If God provides for you in times of crisis, maybe God will provide for me in times of my crisis. If God saved your backslidden, uh, hell-bent children, God may take care of my backslidden, hell-bent children. Community is a place of encouragement. If God healed you, maybe God will heal me. The enormous experiences that you'll have in a church of believers, of a community, are unbelievable. It's unbelievable what's taken place in this church. What we have saw, seen. What we have seen through the years. It's unbelievable. You don't know it. We don't talk about it anymore. Mark Graham sits right here who welcomes you on this stage, survived stage four cancer, and is still doing well. And that's been 10 or 12 years ago or more. It's unreal what takes place in this church. Myself, Brenda, Tina, and others who have survived cancer survivors in this church. Catherine Kleiber. Yeah, amen. Catherine Kleiber Russell. <laughs> Oh my goodness, if I could take time to tell you her story. Literally raised from a, a deathbed of no hope. A picture of perfection with a great family and two beautiful little kids. And I, I, I can't think of them. Ada. <laughs> Lord, am I about to forget Ada? Ada, uh, an unbelievable, living, healthy, uh, walking, talking, preemie. Woo! 
If God can do that for them and you're in a community that you see that, maybe just maybe you'll get an idea that God can do all that for me too. The enormous experiences of the God-answered prayers in a community of believers, of people that are doing life together, backslidden recoveries, Addiction, alcoholic rescues, reestablished life and death healings within this community of believers is encouragement and a testimony to the faithfulness of God. Lord, I'm about to forget. Adam Pemberton. Man, if, if you don't follow him, friend him on Facebook. His life was a tragic wreck. And this community of believers, we saw him baptized in the little old round above ground baptismal pool that we have here, had here. Changed his life. Nancy uh, Walton, uh, amen. You just, on and on and on, it, it's proof of the power of a living God. That's why you need to be a part of this community. We sometimes just simply don't comprehend our need to be in church in our community. I, over, <laughs> I overheard Dave Mount uh, Wednesday evening, the experiences that, that he said, he talking to Lona, who was out here doing the, the, ch- the children check-in. And he said, I remember you from church camp years ago. If you're in your community, you'll remember a lot of things from years ago because it's an encouragement to you. You'll remember Paul Finley's coffee from now till the day you die. Because it's encouraging. Facebook, people, is not a community. TV is not a community. Podcasts are not a community. They may make up when you can't be in your community the difference to help you get through, but that's not community. You need to be an owner of this church or a member. You say, what, what's an owner? We believe in owners, not members, because members have rights and owners have responsibility. Bless God, you become an owner. Here, we're going to find something for you to do to get involved and serve. We don't think anybody ought to sit idle. Community. Why? Because we need one another. 1 Thessalonians 5.11 says, Therefore encourage one another and build each other up. You say, but as our church gets so large, you just can't be everywhere at one time. That's exactly right. Nobody can. That's why you need to be a part of a small group. And I make no apology because circles are better than rows. 
then you have a life group, a group of people that you can do life with, that you know are praying for you, caring about you, encouraging you, and establishing you in the faith. Community. What matters most? Reading your Bible. What matters most? Spending time in prayer. What matters most? Worshiping your Lord. What matters most? Being a part of the community of the local church. Let's stand.